2: energy number one. Yes, it's time for O. Henry, America's famous candy bar, to present True Detective Mysteries.
1: And now, O. Henry, America's famous candy bar, brings you John Shuttleworth. This is John Shuttleworth, editor-in-chief of True Detective magazine, bringing you the case history of an actual crime. I'm sure that you've often heard the expression crime classic. To be honest with you, I don't know exactly what that phrase means. But if you take it to mean that there are a few criminal cases so outstanding as to become famous, then I can safely say that today's case, which I call The Dream of Richard Lauber, is a crime classic. It started on Griffith Schmidt's day off, which he spent on one of the numerous features outside the that yard out there is a pretty sight, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is.
2: But you, you're even prettier.
0: That's a pretty compliment, but I shouldn't listen. I don't know you.
2: If that's all the trouble you, I can take care of it immediately. My name is Joseph Strathner, and I'm an architect. Oh, not so fast, not so fast. Well, you're right. We should sit down somewhere where it's cool and comfortable and get to know each other. So... Oh, I don't think that... Oh, come along. It's such a beautiful day. There's no harm in a cold drink. My name is Gertrude Schmidt. And I will to have a cold drink with you. Good. We should be friends. We both come from Germany. You too? Oh, yes. I came here when I was very young, but I've always wanted to go back.
0: My father didn't want me to come here. He said I should stay home and settle down and get married. But I had other ideas.
2: But you certainly believe in marriage.
0: For the right man? What woman doesn't?
2: But you haven't met the right man
0: yet. Not yet. least.
2: Perhaps you have met the right man today.
0: You always talk this way to girls you've just met.
2: No. Only to you. Because we're going to see a lot of each other.
3: Home at last.
2: It's about time. That's a fine greeting. Look at you. Look at your stockings. Don't I give you enough money to dress decently? I'd rather you made me poor than the husband of a flatter. Oh, just
3: Tom. You have your nerve coming here at 10 o'clock, leaving me to take care of the children and keep your supper warm for you since six. How do
0: I know where you've been?
2: I was a fool to marry you. Oh, so you were a fool to marry me. I'll beat you until... What's stopping you? Ah, give me my supper and stay
1: out of my sight. This is John Shuttleworth again. You wouldn't have recognized Richard Walter as he whined and dined Gertrude Schmidt in New York's swankiest restaurant and took long walks with her in the country. He was again using the name of Joseph Straubner. He was a carefree bachelor, charming, talking of marriage. In a moment, we shall hear the path down which Lauber was to plunge with terrifying speed. But first, it's time for O'Henry.
2: Say, Jane, you look like the picture of anxiety today. You leave your car in front of a
0: fireplug? Nope, but I've got Christmas shopping worries. We're sort of short on Christmas tree ornaments, and I'm afraid the shops will be sold out before I get there.
2: Well, don't let that worry you, Jane. Just stop at a candy counter or candy machine on your way home and stock up on O'Henry candy bars. Those O'Henrys look mighty good hanging on a Christmas tree, and just imagine how the youngsters in your family will go for Christmas tree ornaments they can actually eat. Yes, like grown-ups, the kids really look forward to some extra special eating pleasure at Christmas time. The kind of mellow, deep-down eating enjoyment you always find in you know, Old Henry's mouth-watering blend of thick, rich fudge, smooth, buttery caramel, crisp, fresh-roasted peanuts, and pure, real milk chocolate. So remember, for some special holiday happiness, decorate your Christmas tree with
1: real eating fun. That's O'Henry, Henry, Public Energy Number One. Thank you. Now back to our true detective mystery.
0: Love the country, Joseph.
2: I know. That's why I took you out here.
0: It's so so like heaven, I think.
2: With you it is. <laughs> a penny for your thoughts.
0: Oh no. They're worth much more than that.
2: You have a good business head. I bet you've saved a lot of money.
0: Not too much. I spend a lot on clothes. I like to look nice.
2: You do? But you must have something put aside for a rainy day. A
0: little. I have a wonderful position with Mrs. Leslie Brown as a lady's maid. Oh,
2: all this chatter is a lot of nonsense. You know what I really want to say, Gertrude. No. Yes, you do. You know I love you, Gertrude. How soon can you marry me?
0: I could marry you right away. Because I love you too, Joseph.
2: That's fine, Gertrude. Let's get married tomorrow. No,
0: wait. Listen to me. I think we should wait until spring to make sure that we really love each other.
2: I don't have to wait. But anything my little Gertrude says is fine with me. We'll be married in the spring. I'm going to Germany. But why? What for? What about your job? Things aren't too hot down at the factory now. I think I may be able to make some contacts there that'll help me. When will you be back, Richard? I'm not sure. A few months, maybe longer. But don't worry. I'll see that you and the children are taken care of.
3: <laughs> and look what I brought you, father.
0: Here are your gifts.
2: Oh, now this you should not have done, my little Gertrude. Bringing yourself and your husband was gift enough for us all.
0: Well, it gave me such pleasure to buy them for you in Altona. <laughs> and Joseph made me have the bill made out to Gertrude Schmidt because he was afraid that if I gave my married name, the news might come out and you would have heard I was married before we arrived.
2: That was very uh, thoughtful of you, Joseph.
0: I'm going to keep the bill as a souvenir of our trip. Years and years from now, it'll make me happy just to take
2: it out and look at it. Let us not look so far into the future. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps Joseph would like to ski or go on a coasting party. I'm getting along, you know, but I still enjoy it. There's nothing I'd like better, Herr Schmidt. It's the simple things in life that I enjoy. And uh, speaking of the simple things, if Gertrude would go out in the kitchen, make us some sandwiches and bring in a beer, Joseph and I have some uh, man talk to do.
0: Certainly, Father. I'll take a long time to do it.
2: First, Joseph, let me say that I'm very happy that my daughter has married a fine man like yourself. Thank you, Herr Schmidt. Now, as to the matter of dowry, then Gertrude's mother and I are gone. She will inherit everything. You may depend upon that. Why, who thinks such thoughts, Herr Schmidt? Well, we all do, Joseph. And we must face reality. I have a considerable fortune. But since you are in such a fine position, I think it would be better for you to have this inheritance as uh, an, an anchor in case you meet with some misfortune. Do not you? Yes. Yes, of course, uh, Hashmet. So I will give you this modest dowry and change my will so that everything I have will be given to Gertrude and the children. Now, <clears throat> here's the check for $375. Thank you, Hashmet. I I won't forget this. I promise you. Oh.
0: What's the matter,
2: Joseph? Oh, if I don't smile at you and kiss you and hold you and tell you I love you, must something be the matter?
0: Oh, no, it isn't that. I thought at first it was because you didn't like my father and mother, but now we're docking back in America and you haven't changed. I'm moody,
2: that's
0: all. But why, darling? We have our life ahead of us. All those beautiful gifts and the wonderful police dogs father gave us.
2: Ah, you can stick what your father gave us in your eye. Oh. Yes, oh, and you can say it again. I thought your father would do better by us than he did. What he gave us was very little.
0: But we've nothing to worry about. You have your position as an architect, and we have plans for our little home, and our future's assured. And that's what you think. Joseph, what color shall we make the nursery?
2: There's not going to be any nursery.
0: Why? You don't mean to tell me you don't like children, Joseph. They're too expensive. We haven't the money to support them. Joseph, there must be a nursery. You understand? There must be. All
2: right, Gertrude. Don't get excited about it. Go to our cabin and get fixed up. We're almost done. All
0: right,
2: Joseph. But remember what I said. Mr. Starr, where should I send the trunks and those German police dogs? Oh, yes, Stuart. Uh, glad you asked me. Send the trunks and the dogs to Mrs. Richard Lauber, 563 Wabash Avenue, Jersey City. <laughs>
0: I'm tired.
2: Aren't you even interested in seeing the place where we're going to build our home?
0: Of course I am, but the forest what not be expensive to clear away the ground. That's my
2: worry. Come on.
0: Is it much further? I don't know. Whether well, I like living so far away from everybody and everything. Can't
2: we even go to look at the ground for our house without you whining, complaining, and nagging every minute? Oh, Joseph. And don't call me Joseph. It isn't my name.
3: I
0: I don't understand. Why do you talk like that to me, Joseph? I'll
2: tell you what I mean. My name isn't Joseph Strasser, and I'm not your husband. I'm married to another woman. Oh, no. And I have two children. I married you because I was crazy about you. But now I see that you're no different than the ugly women.
0: Please, Joseph, it's not true what you're saying. You're just trying to hurt me. It is
2: true, every word of it. Look at me, and you'll see.
0: No, no. Oh, Joseph, I know that you love me. You still love me because I love you. I'll never love anybody else, Joseph. Please,
3: don't look at me like that.
2: It's done. It's finished, finished. I'm free of a forever. Forever. When was Angus
3: here so When was Angus here us, Yes, yes, teacher, yes, sir.
2: Uh, I'll answer the question, but don't don't you see the water? The water coming in the classroom, it it is pouring in. No, no, don't leave me! Don't leave me! I'm Let me out, please! Let me out!
3: The window, the window! No, but
2: there's there's a book shut. You, the book.
3: Then open it. What's the matter, please? Please open it. Who's holding the book shut? I will open it for you, Joseph, darling. Go through. Darling. No, no, don't be sweet. to me. With breakfast's feet like a mountain
2: sheep, I took him up and ran. There was no time to dig a grave before the day began. And along some rocks, some feet, I hid a bird's man. Yes, that's the dream of Eugene Aram, I know, I know that song, but open, open the box. And how the sights of injured men shriek upward from the side. I how the ghostly hand will point to show the burial plot, and unknown facts of guilty acts are seen in strings of God. Now open, open the book, open it up.
3: Wake
2: me up, Richard, Richard, wake up, wake up. I, oh yes, I, oh Hilda, I, I, I'm all right, I. I'm safe in bed. You were having that same dream again. Yes, y- yes, I was. Maybe you should see a doctor. No. I've got to do something about it, though. Now, I'll take care of you right this time, Gertrude. It was silly of me to run away so fast. I should have seen that you were buried properly. Ah, here we are. We went down this path. Right over here at the tree. Yes, I've got a hole in the shovel, and I'll see that you're buried properly,
3: Gertrude.
2: Oh! Gertrude! Gertrude, where are you? Well, well, if I can't find you, I'll get rid of you somehow. Cremation is just as good as burial. Oh, so they say, these woods are dry as tinder. One or two of these matches. There. That ought to do it. The medical examiner says the woman was dead a year. I know. You think someone would have missed her? Someone would have reported her as missing. Maybe someone did. We can't get the name of the skeleton. Well, now look, Hopper, I realize that this is an almost impossible case to crack. The trail isn't only old, it's practically non existent. But we know it was murder. We sure do, Inspector. A bullet doesn't fall out of the heads of skeletons unless someone shot her. Okay, then let's take a look at the few few clues that we do have. Yeah. Here we are. A watch with the initials G S. Yeah, uh huh. And the hands stopped at twelve thirty. But when? A year ago? What day? Was it 12.30 at night or in the daytime or what mm. Well, what did you find, Inspector? You know the regulators on watches, Harper? You mean the little hand that turns to either fast or slow? That's right. This is a German watch. How do you know that? Because on American watches, the hand is turned either to F or S for fast or slow. But in German, it's A and R for accelerando or retardo. But that's not German. I know, but all watches made in Europe are marked that way. Well, an education helps all right, Inspector. But what does that prove? Nothing, only that it's a German watch. So now let's see that scrap of paper we found. All I can figure out that it's a bill of sale. Yes. Did you look at it under the ultraviolet light?
1: Sure. Brought out some writing. Eric Schaefer. Altona.
2: Hey, maybe it's spelled wrong and it should be Altona, Pennsylvania. I don't think so, Hopper. Remember the watch. Let's get an Atlas and see whether or not there's an Altona in Germany. The Atlas showed an Altona in Germany, and I checked with an Altona city director in the library and found there's an Eric Schaefer who runs a store there. Great work. Send him a cable asking if he'd made a sale within the past five years to any woman with the initials G, S, and who, to his knowledge, had come to America. But isn't that an awful long shot, Inspector? You bet it is, but this whole case is a long shot. Look how far back we're working. Send that cable. <laughs> Got it. Got it, Inspector. What, Harper? The cable from Eric Schaefer. Here, read what it says. Two years ago, on February 8th, I sold to Furline Gertrude Schmidt of Vida, a blanket, tea tray, Costco, pattern, and bread basket. So, the woman's name was Gertrude Schmidt. Right. I'll go out and get to work on it. Check the missing persons list. And I'm going to send another cable. I'm sorry, Inspector. Lord Gertrude Schmidt was reported missing. No trace of a Gertrude Schmidt on any of our records. In fact, we can't find a fool of it. Well, don't be so discouraged, Hopper. I've received another cable from Mary Schaffer in Altona.
1: Read it. Adolf Schmidt, father of Gertrude Schmidt, says Gertrude
2: Schmidt married Joseph Strasser and sailed to the United States March 27th on liner Rosencrantz, intended to stay at Hotel Renard. See how that helps? Now we'll cable him for a picture
1: of Strasser. What are we looking for down here at the docks,
2: Inspector? Trying to find the man in the shadow, Mr. Joseph Strasser. The hotel clerk at the Renards said they registered there. Sure, but he couldn't remember them. And as usual, Mr. Strasser left no forwarding address. And that's why I told you to try and find a description of the baggage of Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Strasser. And suppose we don't find it? Then what? We'll find it. All we have to do is keep looking. Then? Well, then we'll find out where it was shipped. And maybe, maybe we'll have the address of the husband of Gertrude Schmidt who was so uninterested in his wife's whereabouts that he never reported her missing. And then maybe we'll find this Joseph Strasser, the man in the shadow. Here we are, Inspector. Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Strasser. Wow! Why wow? Six trunks and two German police dogs. Uh, They certainly didn't travel light, did they? What's the address? Hmm, that's funny. Looks like a dead end, Inspector. Why? Well, I think they must have boarded with some people because the stuff was sent to Mrs. Richard Morber, 563 Wabash Avenue, Jersey City. (laughs) Sorry, Inspector. There's something awful fishy going on at the Laubers, but I can't figure it out. What about Stratha? Mrs. Lauber never heard of them.
1: Or of Gertrude Schmidt.
2: She never took in boarders. Lying? No, that's just it. I swear she was telling the truth. Well, that knocks my theory into a cocked hat. You were figuring that the Lorber's might have killed their boarder. Yes, but they'd have had to kill them both. Uh, but, Inspector, the darndest thing is there are two German police dogs running around the yard. Mrs.
3: Lauber?
2: Yes. I'm from the Board of Elections. There's been some mix-up about the names of the people living in this house. Uh, Is there a Joseph Strasser here? No,
0: and there must be a mix-up. This is the second time people have been asking for him.
2: Well, uh, you see, we'd like to get this straightened out once and for all. Uh, Just who does live here? Just me and my husband, Richard Lauber, and our two children. I see. I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, do you have a picture of your husband?
0: Why, yes. In the family album. I'll bring it for you. I'd appreciate that. I'll be right back. It's, it's right here on the table in the
3: hall. Now, here
2: it
0: is.
2: Here are several pictures. Isn't my husband a fine-looking man? Yes. Yes, he certainly is. Thank you very much, Mrs. Lava. I'm sorry to bother you.
1: This is John Shuttleworth. In just a moment, we shall hear the amazing end of this crime classic, because although the police felt that they had the murderer... There were still some surprises in store for them. But first, it's time for O'Henry. Say, you hear that
2: Christmas music, Jane? I hear it, Danny. And what's more, I like it. It makes me think of parties and presents, families and friends and feasting. Yes, it's holiday time again. Time to greet old friends and make new ones. Time to remember that a very important part of the Christmas celebration is the pleasure of really good eating. The kind of delicious deep-down eating enjoyment you find in every O'Henry candy bar. Yes, for the heartiest kind of holiday treating, there's nothing like that mouth-watering O'Henry blend of soft, satisfying fudge, smooth, chewy caramel, crisp, fresh-roasted peanuts, and pure real milk chocolate. Believe me, all that marvelous flavor adds up to a taste thrill made to measure for any holiday celebration. And remember, not only Christmas, but every day is merrier with the very top in eating fun.
1: That's O'Henry, public energy number one. Thank you. Now, back to our true detective mystery. Anything new, Hilda?
2: Oh, nothing. Except that these men are always
0: bothering me about a Joseph Strader. What? What did you say? Richard, what's the matter? You don't feel well, do you?
2: What men? What What did they want? Oh, I don't know. They were, they were from the Board of Elections. They wanted to see your picture. And you showed it to them? Sure. Was there any harm in that? I... No. No, you... You couldn't know. How could you? Oh, dear. You are sick. Yes. Sick to death, Hilda. Open! Open up there! Who is that? What is it? It's the police. It's all right, Hilda. Let them in. Richard Lauber, alias Joseph Strasser. We arrest you for the murder of Gertrude Schmidt and warn you that anything you say may be used as evidence against... Them. No. No, you're wrong. I admit I married Gertrude Schmidt. I admit I used the name of Joseph Sasser, but I didn't kill her. Richard? You? Now. Now I understand that dream. Take me away. I'm a bigamist, but not a murderer. Take me away.
3: Tough, tough,
2: tough. Huh, right, Inspector? How could you think Lauba killed that woman? Sure as I'm standing here, Inspector. We're gonna have a lot of trouble proving anything except legally. Yes, I know. Lauber's story about her walking in the woods and being shot by accident by a hunter might just be true. Ah, oh, but it isn't. I know it isn't. But Harper, we've got to have a confession. And I have an idea. Mrs. Lawber gave it to me. Mrs. Law? Yes. Take Lawber up to the attic room. Leave him alone there with nothing but a candle and lock the door. What do you think's gonna happen? I don't know, but I'm banking on something. Get him up there. What are you going to do with me? Why are you putting me in this room? Relax, bud. you just going to sit here and cool off for a while. But I don't like this room. I, I want to go back to my cell. You will. Just sit here for a little while and think. Bye-bye, buddy. Pleasant dreams. Oh, this is nonsense. I have nothing to be afraid of. It's an empty room. I'll just sit down here and wait. No, no, stop it! I, I better walk around and keep talking. That way, I don't think.
3: Don't
2: you, Joseph? Listen. No. No, I will not. I won't listen. Yes. Yes, you will, Joseph.
3: Because what you hear is
0: inside you. You must listen, Joseph. I won't. I won't listen. I don't hear anything. Don't you,
3: Joseph? Listen. Don't you know what that is, Joseph? I don't hear anything. I don't hear a thing. It's the check my father gave you. The test which wasn't enough for you. The test which made you kill me. <laughs> let me, out. Let me, out. i, 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 I him. Let me, let me, let me, out. Let me out.
1: This is John Shuttleworth. Richard Lauber confessed, was tried, found guilty, and paid the supreme penalty for his horrible crime. At the trial, a number of startling facts were revealed. Lauber was unable to find Gertrude's body when he searched because, as medical evidence established, she had not died immediately but had stumbled almost half a mile attempting to get out of the forest before death overtook her. And the most miraculous thing of all was that the bill of sale had not been completely burned because it had been protected by her body. So once again it was proved that murder, though it hath no tongue, will speak. Except for the use of fictitious names and places, this was a real story of a real crime solved by real people with a real criminal brought to justice. But there are still criminals at large, and there's editor-in-chief of True Detective Magazine. I offer $500 reward for information leading to the capture of Charles Henry Leeper, one month from the date of this broadcast and as a direct result of listening to this broadcast. Charles Henry Leeper is wanted for investigation in connection with the murder of Frank Rosetto, a Cheyenne, Wyoming taxi driver on the night of March 5th, 1947. The motive is suspected to be robbery as Rosetta was known to have approximately $200 in his possession. Charles Henry Leeper is 24 years old, six feet in height, weighs 180 pounds, has hazel green eyes and brown hair. Leeper has the following marks of identification. Left arm shorter than right arm, a six-inch scar on upper left arm. If located, notify Sheriff M. E. Tuck, Laramie County, Cheyenne, Wyoming. On no account, call your local radio station, but notify Sheriff N.E. Tuck, Laramie County, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Then get in touch with John Shuttleworth for the $500 reward. Be sure to listen again next week when O. Henry brings you
2: John Shuttleworth with another thrilling dramatization of an actual crime from the pages of True Detective Magazine. Read True Detective Magazine, the current issue of which is now on the newsstand for your enjoyment. The detective mysteries are written and directed by Mary Burnett. Music by Paul Taubman. The part of John Shuttleworth is played by Richard Keith. Your announcer is Hugh James. This program is subscribed. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. It's now 9 o'clock, Benless Watch time at KECA Los Angeles. Tick
3: tock, tick tock, time to shop at your
2: downtown department store. Eastern Columbia, Broadway Eastern Columbia Broadway at night Gift for your home, solid brass scale type platter lamp,
0: just 11 Eastern Columbia Broadway at night Open evenings from now until Christmas Eve Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo
1: Casino online I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true
0: Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes